Listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down, track by track. All you need is track by track. And on the turntable this week, we've got All You Need Is Now by Duran Duran. And regular listeners will know, Dan, this uh, is one of your favourite groups. This is possible. Mean, we talk about Petra Boys a lot, of course, and combined they are our favourite band. Um, but I think for me, Duran Duran, just, just get to number one. Uh, and what makes them inch ahead? I think it's partly because of the, the obviously their the synth pop sound is huge, but it's the the guitar and the kind of the organic drums that you get with them that you don't always get with Pet Shop Boys, not to take anything away from Pet Shop Boys Ooh, sound. No, I love them. Controversial. You know I love them. You're a bit of a fan of Duran Duran as well though, aren't you? Uh, I absolutely am. And this, I have to say, is a real treat today to be going through All You Need Is Now for all the reasons we're going to say over the next 40 to 45 minutes or so. And we, when was the last time we talked about them? So we celebrated 30 years of liberty, which was last September. And of course, we're celebrating another anniversary today. It is 10 years, Sunday is 10 years since the physical version of this album was released. And Daniel, very keen to stress that, aren't you? The physical version. This was released initially as a nine-track digital-only release in uh, December 2010. Just the nine tracks? Yes, but don't worry. We're going to talk about all 14 today. Two of which, not so much because they're instrumentals, but we'll get to that later. We're all that, all that. Plus some further listening uh, coming up on your Tuesday Track by Track. So shall we talk a little bit about Duran Duran and who they are, first yes, of all? Yes, please. Uh, and I always feel like when it's a band you love, Dan, that I'm encroaching on your territory by doing this. But I'm going to do it anyway. And just jump in if you've got anything to add. So Duran Duran, English group from Birmingham, formed in Birmingham in 1978. And I'm pleased to say 1978, Dan, is well before both of our births. Far before, actually. <laughs> way, 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 way before. So, who's in Duran Duran? Dan, who's in Duran Duran? So, at the time of this album being released, and actually the lineup hasn't changed since then, you've got Simon Lebon, Nick Rhodes, Roger Taylor, and John Taylor. So, four fifths of the original lineup. Of course, Andy Taylor did come back for the Astronaut album, which we did a year or so ago, uh, and he left afterwards for Red Carpet Massacre, which came before this album. Uh, do you like that one, Red Carpet Massacre? I do like Red Carpet Massacre. I can completely understand why for some people it is very, it's a very different sound. Um, it's its not all about the instruments, which of course I just said is a big part of why I love Duran Duran. But I think it's a great album. What do you think of that one? 
Uh, it's not as uh, up there for me as this one and the one after this, uh, which obviously we haven't talk previously talked about on Track by Track. So uh, that's enough about albums we're not going to talk about today. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the album that we are going to talk about today. So All You Need Is Now uh, was the 13th studio album from Duran Duran, produced by... Mark Ronson. Someone that we've talked about a lot uh, on Track by Track. and very happy. I think this is some of his, for me, some of his best work. Yeah, I would wholeheartedly agree. And I love the relationship he has with the band. Um, before this album came out, he did a show with them. I think it was in Paris. And he worked really closely with them on the set list. So they were playing some rarities and there were lots of sort of mashups and things like that that you'd expect from Mark Ronson. Uh, yeah, and that led to him solely producing this album with them. But then he played a big part in Paper Gods. As you said, we've talked about that one. And he's also worked on the new one, which we're yet to get a release date for. Um, actually, maybe by the time this comes out, it, there'll be one. But um, it's Mark Ronson working on it with Steve Aoki and Giorgio Moroder. It looks set to be... Good Lord. Album. Disco. Yeah, I... Disco. Uh, dis- massacre on the dance floor. Yes. Oh, that's what they should call it. Dance floor massacre. Yeah. Oh, no, let's keep that for ourselves. That could be a podcast. Uh, So this was a big hit uh, internationally and in the UK, and we're going to come on to talk more about that as we get on through the episode. Shall we get stuck in? Let's get stuck in, Dan. Side one, track one, title track, All You Need Is Now. So that was All You Need Is Now, the title track and the first single released from the album. This was released as a free download on iTunes, Will. And I do remember waiting up until midnight to be able to get my hands on it. Ah, and what was your initial reaction when it was finally available? Well, there was a snippet of it going around because the chorus appeared on the end credits of... I can't fully remember the name, but there was some sort of documentary on the band and uh, it was released just before the album came out. So through the kind of fan forums and, and whatnot, this uh, chorus was going around. And if I'm completely honest, I I enjoyed it because there's nothing that Duran Duran have put out that I haven't enjoyed or maybe very, 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 very few things. Um, but it wasn't an, an immediate kind of classic for me. The, the, the chorus that I heard on the on the preview, or the whole song. I enjoyed it, but I was looking forward to hearing the rest of the album. But what about you? Do you remember the first time you heard it and, and your thoughts on it? I can't specifically remember the first time I heard it, but I think in terms of the first track on this album and how well they set their stall out, uh, I think it's a great blast of kind of pop, dance, pop, rock. I think the whole all of this album kind of traverses um, the the genres. Um, but I just love, I love how it starts off quite electronic, quite guitar heavy, and then it kind of soars and eases into a very Duran Duran classic style chorus vocally. 
Yeah, it is an interesting introduction to the song because I remember reading about the album beforehand and the band and Mark Ronson saying the idea behind this was, you know, they'd done... I think Duran Duran have never been a band to try to recapture their own sound and they've changed it many times through the late 80s and the 90s and even with Astronaut, it wasn't trying to sound like the 80s, it was using contemporary producers. But with this album, they did say they wanted to dust off the old synthesizers, recapture that old sound. I think they used the phrase making a follow-up album to Rio, which, you know, I think Seven and the Ragged Tiger is a great follow-up, but never mind. So I think it definitely does that well, while not sounding too kind of too it's vintage but it's not like kitsch or copycat or anything like that which some bands do um but yeah completely agree that there's this really harsh chaotic uh first verse and then the chorus just soars and i think a lot of these songs sound like they might have been inspired by their old songs and that chorus really reminds me of new moon on monday i'm not familiar with that dan can you um just sing a little bit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's quite in the top range, that one. It's, I'd have to warm up first. Or uh, have someone clasp your testicles. <laughs> uh, and if you'd like to do that, please let us know. For comic relief. <laughs> At Track by Track UK. <laughs> uh, anyway, this was, um, because it was released as a promotional track, it was not eligible for a chart. So... Uh, no idea how well it did. Let's say it did very well. Yeah, it did quite well. With the fans. A great <laughs> video for it as well. Uh, this video was directed by Nick Egan. Uh, he is, as well as a director, he's a designer. He did some of the uh, single covers around the wedding album era and also did Bananarama's Really Saying Something single cover design. Hello, Hello, ladies. Damn, that sounded really creepy. <laughs> Even more creepy than usual. Oh, sorry about that. But yeah, I love, I love it. And also, I think the big thing about this era of the band, the most notable thing to talk about, Simon Le Bon had a beard. Uh, well, of course, he's probably got one again now. But was that? I don't know. I've, obviously, I'm not a huge, diehard, uh, obsessed fan. But is that a big deal? Well, it was the first time. He had a bit of stubble before, but this was the first time he had a real Bushy beard and a, I think he had a, no, next came the, the twirly moustache. Um, now he's back to clean shaven and, and I have to say, looking younger for it. Really? And do you know what? Mm. It's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, he'd love to hear you say that. Over 60. Oh, free bus, free bus pass. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'll be made to pay though. They're very, uh, very militant actually on public transport these days. You know, you anyway. can you can pay with a stamp if you want to. That is legal tender. Yeah, they have to accept that. Yeah. And I'm sure you'd be the first to write a letter of complaint if they didn't. Yes, to the bus, to the bus depot. Yeah. Let's move on, Dan. Absolute <laughs> nonsense this week. Track number two now. And this is, I think, something we all do from time to time in the modern world. Blame the machine.
so that was uh, Blame the Machines. This has a wonderful, uh, again, the combination of the sort of electronic, technological, and the sort of whining, grating guitars through this, I think is a really nice touch. Yeah, I love this one. It's such a good second track after that lead single opening it. And completely agree. I think if you think about some of Duran Duran's earliest influences, Roxy Music, David Bowie, The Clash, Kraftwerk, Chic, etc. You can hear all of that in here. It's such a good combination of of those influences, but it still sounds current, I think. I don't think it sounds like uh, an 80s track. Um, and I just, I love the, the whole idea behind it as well, the lyrics of this one, Blaming the Machines. The idea for the song came about from a true story about a German man who Satnav told him to go up the wrong way up the autobahn. Um, and obviously, that's not that's far from ideal, actually. Dan, have you ever been taken the wrong way up the autobahn? So the title for this song, Will, came from an idea from John and Nick from the band. They apparently have this little silly game where they come up with uh, names for if they were to do an offshoot like a, an electric ensemble separate from Duran Duran. Now, if we were going to do a, a, an offshoot project, an electric ensemble, what would our name be? I think I'd call it electric ensemble. I think I'd call it offshoot. Now, <laughs> um, we often come up in the moment whilst we're recording with great names for groups, for songs, uh, for Pet Shop Boys songs as well. But, uh, but nothing for this. I'm, I'm blank at the moment. Oh, lovely. Also got to point out on this song that the lovely Nina Hussein uh, of ITV News fame pops up as the Satnav. And we're probably going to hear more from Nina a little bit later. Oh, is she going to do the news headlines at the top of the hour for us? <laughs> in the middle. It's like when they have a film on ITV, but they still manage to pop in the 10 o'clock news. Right. Shall we move on now, Dan? I think we should. And track number three now. And this is... Uh, what you are convinced of at the moment, Dan, and you just won't be told otherwise, being followed. So, uh, being followed there, uh, do you know what? That guitar just really strikes a chord in me of just classic 80s, classic Duran Duran, Blondie. I think, again, the mix with that and the electronica is what this album's all about for me. Yeah, the guitar on this one is incredible. And for me, it's between two things. The start is very almost like the James Bond theme. It's very classic in that sense and of course Duran Duran uh, did their own James Bond theme uh, A View to a Kill and also it's very edgy and jagged during parts of it as well and I think we've got to call out at this point it's Don Brown on guitar on this album uh, he is not an official member of the band but he co-wrote he might as well be he might as well be he's been with them for years now um, I actually think there's a lot of talk online about some people are saying you know he should be an official member but I think 
it's his choice. I think he actually doesn't, you know, he does his own solo work as well. I don't think he wants that, almost that responsibility. But he did co-write the majority of songs on this album and worked on Paper Gods as well. Um, but yeah, the guitar on this song, probably my favourite on the whole album. The Oh, sorry, the guitar on the song, not not the song. That, yes, that's very, very important to stress that. But it's a great song. Don't get me wrong. Also, uh, in the personnel on backing vocals on this one, you've got Anna Ross. Anna has been singing with Duran Duran on stage and on record again for a long, long time now. Probably maybe coming up to certainly about 15 years or so. Uh, and a fine addition to the Duran Duran family. She is fine. <laughs> Lovely lady. And this song is all about uh, the kind of surveillance and how that is now how you're never kind of off camera um and it's inspired by things like 1984 and big brother and i I do like when when there's the darker side of duran duran songs like Nightboat and shadows on your side and anyone out there which is more they're all obviously earlier songs but that's what they were going for with the sound um but i think it's great will does that do you have that worry that the whole 1984 big brother thing no, I don't, because I think if you tie yourself up thinking about that sort of thing, then you're just never going to be able to relax and live your life. Just live your life. Live your life. Also, my thought on that is, if you're doing nothing wrong, you know, what's the issue? Uh, which is funny, because you are actually doing a few things wrong. Uh, how dare you? Anything you want to call out in front of the listeners? Uh, theft. Well, that's debatable. Sodomy. Well, that's debatable. And well, on the subject of Big Brother, did you ever want to go on it? Oh, God, no. Um, I just, it would be awful, wouldn't it? Imagine all the tabloid stories coming out afterwards. About you, certainly, yeah. Uh, you probably wanted to go on Big Brother, didn't you? Absolutely. And do you know what? I have thought if they bring it back, I might apply. Because I think... You're obsessed about being famous. <laughs> you've been you've applied for them all, haven't you? Big Brother, Fame Academy, X Factor... Love Island... Love Island, The Farm, Blankety Blank. Driving School, Back to Reality. Changing Rooms, <laughs> Homes Under the Hammer, Bargain but, Hunt, but I Naked have Attraction. Say, no, they wouldn't have me on that. Oh, really? Because they're quite broad-minded with uh, who they have on. No, they just wouldn't have me. Uh, I think that Anna Richardson took a real dislikening to me for some reason. Yeah, I think lesbians never like you. I don't know why. <laughs> She's bisexual, you're a... Will. Okay, you're a man's man. Uh, but what I would say, Will, is that the reason I would go on Big Brother now rather than earlier is that I don't think you do get famous from it anymore. So I could probably go on, enjoy the kind of the social scientific experiment of it all, which is that's all I want from it. I don't want to be on Heat magazine or... Uh, what are some other magazines? Uh, love it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Will. Are you okay? Um, so yeah, uh, you... pick me up is probably your uh, your niche there, your level. Well, we'll see if I'm successful. Put you back down again, actually. <laughs> I could be the next Jade Goody. Oh, poor Jade. Oh, poor Luffy. Track four. Yes, please. And this one is. Leave a light on.
that was Leave a Light On. This, of course, the first ballad on the album. And for me, it's an absolute stunner. It's almost a bit of a fusion between Save a Prayer um, and Box Full of Honey, which is the one kind of real stripped back song from Red Carpet Massacre. Sugar Puffs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's it's a stunning song. I think, again, it harks back to the 80s sound, but doesn't sound too cliche with it. Uh, Will always a little bit worried when it's a ballad, uh, particularly on an album that I love. Uh, but Will, what do you think to this one? What a great time to work. Fantastic album artwork. Uh, sorry, Dan, it's such a strong album, but I, uh, this is the time and we're doing this right now. Okay. So let's have a look at this then. So you've got, uh, it's a tale of two halves. Uh, you've got the dark side and you've got a very bright pink side i'd like to think that this reflects the two the different shades of the album what do you think yeah i think that's a really good way of looking at it will yes it's a lovely thought although they obviously ran out of time uh because they someone's written on all all you need is now with uh a sharpie well sometimes it's nice isn't it to have that um homemade look about it shabby chic Think you'd call it oh it's it's edgy it's immediate it's kind of like you know got to get this out it feels very urgent and uh, the photography and this was actually by nick rhodes himself oh hidden passions hmm i i really like it as far as artwork goes but I, this is the sort of aesthetic that i really like a kind of modern disheveled kind of uh you know you know what i mean dan yeah you like your art to look like what you see in the mirror. Just look at the wall behind me. What, what do you mean, look in the mirror? Modern and dishevelled. <laughs> How dare I? It's stunning artwork, and I have to just mention that there was a box set vinyl release of this, which cost a few hundred pounds, actually. Uh, I haven't been lucky enough to get my hands on it yet. It is on my wish list. Will, I'll share that with you for my uh, upcoming birthday. But... Um, it, it includes some uh, some tracks that are only available on this version. There are four vinyl in there. There's a booklet. It's stunningly packaged. But Duran Duran, of course, the visuals mean so much to them. So it, it seems only right that they have this kind of merch out there. Have you been looking on Super Deluxe Edition to see if it's, if it's on there? They talked about it when it first came out. I've had my eye on Discogs. Uh, mm. for a copy on there but it's it's still it's hundreds it's almost a thousand pounds quite pricey good lord yeah that's a lot of money but on the song i as i said i really like it this song actually will was released as a radio only single and apparently that's because radio 2 refused to play girl panic which was the second single released why what i mean obviously we'll talk about girl panic a bit more later but what what is wrong with them I mean, that is, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about, actually, I won't say anything. We'll talk about that track soon on Track by Track. And before we do move on from track four on here, I just want to say that if you are going to leave a light on, please ensure that you are with a renewable energy supplier. This has been a paid promotion from Bulb. Hiya! Oh, God, sorry. Just like to make it very clear that we're not sponsored by anyone and other suppliers are available. Uh, but if you do want to sponsor us, get in touch. And we don't care about renewable or anything like that. We'll literally take anything. Yeah, burn down the rainforest for all we care. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> so let's move on now to track number five. And this is... Scratch my 
safe in the heat of the moment. Safe not sound, made these rules, crowd control for enlightened fools. So come on, boy, let's change your pace. Come feel the chill of my embrace. People say you've been around. How about you and me get down? How about you and me get down? Babe, I know you've been around. I'll make your bed. Don't think about what lies ahead. Don't you want to be misled? Don't you want to be misled? So safe in the heat of the moment there, featuring the lovely Scissor Sister icon, Radio 2 darling, an all-round brilliant egg animatronic. And this almost completes our trilogy of animatronic guest appearances, doesn't it? Because we've talked about Bright Light, Bright Light, and we've talked about New Order. Uh, and I think on one of those, we did mention that this would be upcoming at some point. Uh, but three fantastic guest spots from Anna. She really does bring something to their songs. She brings a wonderful, throaty, spoken word, sassy bit in every song. Where da 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 And on this one, she's a bit of a temptress. People say you've been around. How about you and me get down? Uh, and I reckon they'll fall for her. I think they will. I'd she's very alluring. She is. But I have to say, well, I think I've said this on a few episodes, not too many, hopefully. It's not repeating myself too much. Um, I do look forward to the day. I hope it isn't too far away when we see Anna back on stage with Scissor Sisters. Uh, I mean, it'd be brilliant to see that group all together again. And I think it will happen at some point. I hope you're right, Will. You're not often, but I hope in this instance you are. But this song, Will, I... Love this one. It just sounds like a party. It's funky. There's disco in there. There's great bass. There's great percussion. There's Anna's part. It's 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 such a funky little number. Should this, do you think, have been a single? Yeah, it's so catchy. I always think of it as a bit of a sort of gang song where you've got the boys on one side, the girls on one side. Um, not West Side Story. Or That's exactly what I was thinking, West Side Story. Because <laughs> that was... That wasn't boys and girls. That was two rival gangs. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I think this is, yeah, a real party song, a real moment on this album. And I guess the collaboration with Animatronic at the time was showing the world that they are still cool. They're, they're, and not just with this one. There's another collaboration on this album coming up as well. You know, they've, they've, they're working with Ronson. They've got the, some great uh, talented lasses supporting as well. Um, it's just a great pop song really isn't it it's a fantastic pop song and yes Mark Ronson also co-writes this one as well as Animatronic and Don Brown so there's a real collaborative feel to the writing as well as the performance of this one but yeah I think the reason I think I really wish it was a single is because I just think the video would have been fantastic but also I think we would have got some great remixes of this one um, but talking about remixes hold that thought for when we talk about the next track because I've got interesting facts for you so track six, this is Girl Panic.
so Dan, that was Girl Panic, uh, and wait for it, my favourite song on the album. I did I guess this one? Yes, I said it was going to be between yeah. Safe and this, and then I think I put all my money on this one. So I'm very glad I did. I can completely see why, Will. It's just reached the album here. It's just reached this euphoric level, and I think the f- frenetic energy in this song matches the kind of the lyrics as well. But I think everything is going on with this. You've got a brilliant the drums that kick it off, the synth that runs through, the guitars, and then an absolutely euphoric chorus as well. It's brilliant. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this song. I think when I first heard it, I did wonder: is it too much? Kind of, you know, is it a bit of a remake of Girls on Film? Because not only because of the girl uh, theme running through it, but also the guitar, the bass. The whole attitude of it. It, it, you know, there's a lots in common with girls on film. But actually, it's such a an infectious kind of like explosion of synths and and pop that I I can't take away from that. It's a great song, um, and and an incredible video as well. I was just about to say the video for this is incredible, and some big names in the video. Yes, so it's kind of going back to the whole Duran Duran. Uh, supermodels lifestyle and you've got five incredible world famous supermodels playing the band members do you know who was on there will uh naomi campbell yep yasmin obviously yeah be a bit be a bit awkward if she wasn't asked also was she was she paid or you know just a favor yeah put in a nice dinner (laughs) you've also got cindy crawford again icon helena christensen and the wonderful Eva Hertogova. And there's a great moment in the video. The video, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's about 10 minutes long. Uh, it's a real epic. And it was it was filmed at the Savoy. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's more than a pop music video. I was just about to say it's more like a Lady Gaga video. But actually the director, Jonas Ackerlund, he has worked with Gaga on the telephone video with Beyonce, which, of course, does cut to different things throughout. He's also worked on Prodigy's Smack My Bitch Up and Ramstein's Pussy. Now, Will, are you a fan of... Uh, I, the only... Uh, I would say Mrs. Slocum's Pussy, not Ramstein's Pussy. <laughs> Ramstein or Prodigy? Love a bit of Prodigy. Uh, we need to get... Uh, Fat of the Lamb or something on Track by Track soon. Yeah. I don't think they're on the long list. Going to be really honest with the listeners, though, I don't think Prodigy have ever been on the long list. That's an oversight on our part there. We'll get off our rockers for that one. Mm. Oh, I can't wait for that. Hopefully in person, not still remotely, but who knows? Well, we're in different cities now, Dan. It's going to be more difficult, yeah. We'll sort it out, lovey. Meet halfway. Yeah. Wedding services. Do you mind if we don't? Record inside the uh, Little Chef. Anthony World Thompson. <laughs> Think you can get two young lads inside him. Uh, I'm sure he's had a good go. <laughs> so Dan, there is uh, wasn't included on the release. But there is a Youth Kills remix of uh, Girl Panic and All You Need Is Now, the first single. And as everybody knows, Youth Kills are Andy Taylor Jr. and James Taylor. Really? Yeah who were formerly, for a brief period, also under the moniker of Decade, producing uh, electro-pop music as well. Also, if it's the right 
people I'm thinking of. I think there were a band called Electric City or something like that for a while as well. There seems to have been a lot of projects with them which never really took off, which is such a shame because you'd imagine there's so much, you know, so much musical history just in their DNA that it, it should sound fantastic. There's another fantastic remix of this from the legendary David Lynch, and that was released on the B-side of the 7-inch, which was uh, released on Record Store Day. And that is very dark, very moody, very mysterious, David Lynch. And also, he, around the time of this album coming out, he directed a live, a live-streamed uh, concert, I think it was, uh, which was so bonkers. It's it's the band, it's black and white, the band are playing, lots of special guests, and uh, there's just imagery of, like, sausages being whacked on a barbecue and things like that over the top of them. Oh, lovely. Would you like to see sausages slapped while you're listening to Duran Duran? That would be heaven. Cumberland, please. Um, I'll tell you who does appear on that live show, Will. Uh, Beth Ditto appears for a, a duet of Notorious, who, of course, we talked about recently on the Gossip episode. And just to point out before we move on from this one, the song, the instrumental version of this song, apparently had been around for a long time, but they hadn't quite worked out where to go with it. And Mark Ronson suggested that the song sounded like it should be about girls. So Nick came back with the title Girl Panic, and I believe that Nick wrote the lyrics for this one as well. So let's move on to track number seven, which you can hear playing underneath us at the moment, A Diamond in the Mind. This is a stunning piece of classical music, actually. Obviously inspired or taking parts from the All You Need Is Now track, but the strings from this one are arranged and conducted by Owen Pallett, uh, famed for his work with Arcade Fire, amongst many others. I love that he is part of this project. It's great to hear something a little bit different, uh, and, you know, at 14 tracks, it's nice to have almost these musical interludes in just to break off, or just to break up some of the intensity, particularly when you've got these big tracks. Um, and I know there's another one coming up as well ne- next. There is. So track eight. This is The Man Who Stole a Leopard. was uh, The Man Who Stole a Leopard. And I was reminded, the title of this reminds me of that incident you had at Pets at Home, Dan. What was it, the newspaper headline? The Man Who Stole a Chinchilla. <laughs> oh, Quite embarrassing, that. Well, what are you thinking? It crawled into my pocket. <laughs> One in each, actually. I, did, I wanted uh, a new pair of gloves. That's... Don't... Don't skin your pets, kids. No. Skin yourself. <laughs> we did used to have pet chinchillas, though, and they are so cute. Absolutely adorable. Oh, really? Mm. So it's not too far off the mark, then, that story. We never stole any. So back to this track. Uh, this is one of those stunning mid-album, extra-length tracks uh, that you can really do appreciate on an album of this length. Definitely. And Duran Duran do this kind of thing so well, this 
epic sound. For me, this is one of my favorite Duran Duran songs of all time. I'd say top five Duran Duran songs of all time. And I think it's because it is, again, it's clearly influenced by their earlier sound. Um, things like The Chauffeur, that really kind of icy, synthy, again, craftwork inspired sound. But I think with this, they've just given that sound heart. And I think Kalise does that with the vocals that she brings in. And I think the characterization throughout it, I just think the strings as well, the strings are so nice. It's, yeah, it's absolutely stunning. And what I love about this as well is that there were no co-writers on this one. This was just Duran Duran. So I think for them to write my favorite thing on the album, as much as I love Mark Ronson and Don Brown, for them to have written this is kind of really special as well. And Khalees, uh, as a featured artist there, obviously not the only track in existence with Khalees involved. Dan, what else springs to mind for you? With Duran Duran? No, in general. Oh, right. I was going to say, because there's a really good mashup of her song Trick Me with Notorious, um, which was given an official release. But favourite Kelly song? Fourth of July for me. Or did you mean favourite featured spot? Featured. Ooh. Um, what? Was it Groove Armada or Basement Jacks or someone? Who did she do that dance song with? Richard X. Oh, it, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> Finest Dreams. Yes. Brilliant. It's really so good. I'd wiped it from my memory. Uh, that's what I was hoping we'd get to a lot quicker. Because um, our listeners haven't got all day. Uh, also, as well as Khalees, you have got Nina Hussein again uh, as the newsreader on this one. Uh, Dan, what's your favourite current uh, female newsreader? Mm, I do like Sophie on the BBC. I don't know her surname. Uh, Sophie Rayworth. Yes, that's it. And what's yours, Will? Well, if you were just talking pure newsreader, I'd have to say either Rita Chakrabarty or Fiona Bruce. Uh, but in terms of kind of newsreader slash current affairs, uh, it has to be the lovely Emily Maitlis. Oh, lovely. I love Fiona on Antiques Roadshow and Newsnight. Question time. Go on. No, Fiona Bruce presents Question Time. Oh, sorry. I thought you had a question for me. <laughs> oh dear um and i have to say well not only is this a favorite of mine i think the man who stole a leopard is a firm fan favorite as well it's just um i think it's seen as a masterpiece and almost following red carpet massacre and even astronauts to some extent i think it was felt like a real return to form for some fans track number nine now and this is something you enjoy interfering in quite a lot dan other people's lives. <laughs> Selling exes down the river. Every cage has got her price. And the details make you shiver. But it's hard to escape when your head is stuck in vice because Wow, Dan, what a, what a mad one. It's bonkers, isn't it? And from the off, it's just so kind of quite intense in a way. Some of the sounds that come through from that one. But I really, I really enjoy that about it. And especially coming after um, A Diamond in the Mind and then The Man Who Sold a Leopard into this. I love the pace and energy to it. And it almost sounds a little bit Franz Ferdinandy at the start yeah with the, with the real loud electro clash uh, like guitars um 
And then it kind of just grooves into this chorus with a brilliant synth all the way through. Uh, what what a track. Uh, also, in, uh, continuing the theme of things you like to do, uh, a line in this song about selling X's down the river. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, I do like the line that follows, though, every Katie's got her price. Very quick quip there from Le Bon. Um, and obviously the song is all about fame and those pixelated lives and lives lived through magazines. Um, I think it's, it's very fun. It's very quirky. And talking about the line about in the magazines, I love that bridge and that kind of back and forth of the delivery there with the backing vocals. Um, and this would have been on the uh, physical version of the album. This is the first new song proper uh, because the instrumental of Diamond in the Mind was also new. But this is the first proper full length anthem and uh, i certainly wasn't disappointed when i heard it will it's another double d banger oh sam fox katie price oh. no they're like double f double f yeah there was a fantastic night version of this song as well which for anyone who doesn't know the night versions of duran duran's earlier songs were the extended versions that they re-recorded for use in clubs um i think there was a hope when it came out that there'd be night versions of more songs. I think it was given away for free, actually, maybe around Christmas time or something like that on the website, on the band's website. Uh, but it was only this one, but it is really good. I don't even know. Hunt it out because it's, it's available somewhere. YouTube. Yeah. Track number 10 now, and this is Mediterranean. sip of your cocktail and imagine you're on a sunny beach somewhere warm tropical wake up sorry yeah i, I was you there really, you were away with the furries then weren't you i was i think you really can be with this song though it just it sounds like summer but like a really nice chilled summer holiday song you can almost hear the sea and feel the sun on your skin when this one plays. And I have to say, whenever I do go on holiday, not very often at the minute in the current conditions, but when we went to Sicily last year, I played this, I think on the morning when I was getting ready to go, I played this song and I played it by the pool. It just, for me, this song is holiday. That's why you were almost late getting the train to the airport. <laughs> well, just because that's me as well. <laughs> not a great timekeeper, but I do have some redeeming features, apparently. Well... <laughs> what do you think to this one? I have to say it's a fantastic album track uh, and a lovely, quieter interlude. It's very relaxing. I do want to go to sleep now, actually. On a on a sun lounger? No, I'm just curled up on the floor underneath my desk here. I'd be absolutely fine. And do you think you'll be allowed in the bedroom again one day or are you just going to be under the desk for the foreseeable? Uh, I think so, until my snoring stops. <laughs> Um, Sound like a National Express coat. <laughs> I'd say more like a Megabus. Thank you very much. Cheap and cheerful. <laughs> uh, 
this one was given away for free. Why are they giving away so many songs from this album? Uh, oh, they can, they can. They can, they're very nice of them too. This was one of the iTunes 12 Days of Christmas uh, giveaways. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. You get an app one day, a game another day, uh, a track, yeah. Happier times. And this was part of the From Mediterranean with Love EP, uh, which also featured live versions of Reach Up for the Sunrise and Ordinary World. So even after you'd had the brand new album, then you got this brand new song as well, which was uh, very lovely at the time. Uh, Reach Up for the Sunrise, there's a good song. Oh, I mean, if this is the kind of chilled holiday bop, then that's the upbeat summer anthem, isn't it? Let's pick things up a bit with track number 11. And Dan, this is what you said uh, to the boy from the chip shop when you spotted him in the middle aisle at Lidl browsing the Tupperware. You tapped him on the shoulder. Uh, he turned round, shocked face. Uh, and you said it was a bit muffled because you had your face mask on. Very good. Well done. Too bad you're so beautiful. Oh. And then you ran off again. Too bad you're so So that was too bad you're so beautiful there. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it was just a, a wonderful synth energy running to that. And I love the did it, did it, did it, did it. Yeah, this again, another one of the new songs on the physical edition. And I think this might be the poppiest effort on here. And I think obviously there's a lot of pure pop on here with Safe and Girl Panic, but there's something about this one that um, I think is a combination of the great synth work, the the really um, explosive chorus, I'd say, with Simon's vocals just incredible on this album. I think it sounds great. And also worth noting, maybe, maybe not, but maybe that's because this has an additional guest writer on here, Nick Hodgson, formerly of Kaiser Chiefs. I wonder why just this song. Well, I'm sure there are others that weren't in the final lineup for the album, but... Uh... Yeah. As ever, we'd love to speculate about what didn't make the final cut, but still is lying around somewhere. Generally, digitally. we just love to speculate. It's a pastime. It's a firm. It's a firm. It's a firm, It's a conviction. Also, just the title of this one, "Too Bad You're So Beautiful." It's really intriguing. This is when I saw this title, I just had to know what this song was about. And again, I said before, the lyrics are quite poppy, but things like. Ice Queen on top of the mountain, give me the freeze, minus 20 and counting. It's very, it's just really playful. You know, Duran Duran do very meaningful, very intense lyrics. Well, as we saw with maybe Leave a Light On, but this is just pure fun. Uh, and the title itself almost tells a mini story before you even learn any more as well. Yeah. Track number 12 now, Runway, Runaway. Say goodbye.
that was Runway Runaway. And the reason why I'm saying that so specifically is because I had dreadful trouble getting that out before the song. We got there but obviously, in the end. very slick, so it's all been edited out, so you wouldn't have known it. Track number 12 now. Runaway Runaway. Uh, runway Runaway. <laughs> Track number 12 now. Runaway Runway. No. Run- no. <laughs> Uh, but Dan, this for me is a classic Duran Duran track. Uh, just the bounce to it, uh, the chorus uh, and the guitar in there. Uh, again, feels like I said the same thing about 10 times so far today. So apologies. No need for apologies, Will. Yeah, this one definitely... I said before that Girl Panic is kind of feels like Girls on Film and Leave a Light on sounds like Save a Prayer in some ways. For me, this sounds like classic Duran Duran, but doesn't actually sound particularly like one of their older tracks, is just the sound that makes them them. And also what I like about this one is that it's definitely an album track. You said before about Safe, it could have been a single. I think there's a couple of other things that could maybe have been singles. This is definitely an album track, but some of Duran Duran's earliest album tracks, of course, are some of their best songs. So that is in no way, shape or form a bad thing. And of course, on the nine track version, this was the penultimate track. But here we've got a little bit of something else. We have just playing underneath us again now. We have got a little, a little snatch of return to now, and how lovely! It's lovely again. It's Owen Pallet conducting and arranging there. It's parts of the All You Need Is Now uh, title track. Yeah, a lot. And I just think leading into this final track is really lovely. Just to take a quick breather before we get there. And Dan, question for you. Mm-hmm. When would you need to uh, quickly pick the washing in, uh, fold up the deck chairs, uh, put the dog back in his kennel, uh, grab a coat, uh, grab an umbrella, before the rain? And Dan, we were doing the harmonising beautifully as ever. Again, this is a bit moodier, a bit darker to finish the album off. It is. And again, this is the only, this is the second and only other track written purely by the four members of Duran Duran. And I think you can really tell, again, because it's got those uh, similarities to The Man Who Stole a Leopard, but also, again, to The Chauffeur, which closed the Rio album, and I think we've said it on every Duran Duran episode, but they close an album so, so well, and absolutely no exception with this one. Are you happy with the way the album closed? Definitely. I think it's 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 a stunning song. That everything, you know, all the elements of the band, um, but not in your face, is, there's a, a subtlety to it. Also, I think what's great is that they clearly thought a lot to this song because it closes the album, but this song actually opened the All You Need Is Now tour and the A Diamond In The Mind uh, live film and album that followed it. Um, so yeah, they obviously thought this was a real mood or scene setter. So that was the last track on the album proper. 
And Dan, before we move on to further listening, just a quick word on the album performance and reception. This was really well reviewed. So The Guardian, uh, 4 out of 5, NME, 7 out of 10, Rolling Stone, uh, 3.5, not so good. Uh, and the LA Times, uh, 2.5 out of 4, which is the most bizarre scoring system I've ever what? heard of. Um, but very okay. well received. Critically, very well received as well. And in the UK, it got to number 11. Uh, and in the US, it got to number 29, as well as doing very well across the rest of Europe. I have to say, though, I think if this, because obviously this was released as a digital version in December and then the physical version in March, which I think is the version that got to number 11. But if they had released it on the same day, this, of course, would have been another top 10, maybe top five, maybe top three album for them. Such a shame. But not to worry. It's not about the numbers for them, is it? No, it's not a numbers game. So further listening now, Dan, what are the parameters this week for our Duran Duran selection? So, of course, we are at some stage going to get to every album. So we're sticking with All You Need Is Now. But we have got a whole host of additional tracks from various versions of the album released across different territories. A little bit annoying if you're a UK fan and you had to import that track. Um, Also, lots of uh, remixes and things as well. So, Will, over to you first, lovey. So, Dan, I have gone for uh, one of the bonus tracks on the deluxe version. This is Networker Nation. Welcome Nation, Dan, we were full into that. Uh, that starts off with a wonderful speak and spell. Uh, I didn't, what were they spelling? I lost track. I believe it may have been Duran Duran. Duran Duran, that certainly makes sense. I love that as a unique way to kick it off, but I think this should have been on the album proper. Uh, yeah, it's a great song. I love the energy to it. I feel like, and I might be, you know, I hope I'm not offending anyone here. I feel like this is an album or a bonus track not on the album because lyrically, lyrically, I feel like maybe it's not quite up there with some of the other things on here. It's talking again, like with other people's lives, like with all you need is now in a way. It's talking about... Um, the online world, there's lyrics about another YouTube star, uh, Facebook friends, things like that. Um, so I feel like that's maybe why it would have been too much of the same thing if it was on there. But a great chorus. And again, yeah, speaking spell part. We love a bit of speaking spell. Dan, what have you gone for? So, well, I have gone for this is from the Deluxe Collector's Edition and from the Japanese edition of the album. This is a bonus track called Too Close to the Sun. So 
bit too close to the sun there. I meant to say as well with Network Nation, these additional songs, so I'm led to believe, were produced by Matthew Hager uh, rather than uh, Mark Ronson. Matthew has previously worked with Backstreet Boys, Mandy Moore and Simply Red. So bringing a bit of a different vibe to these tracks. And for me, this one feels more experimental, but also almost a little bit demo-like. And I quite like that about it. It's got a raw quality that isn't on all of the album tracks. Will? I was going to say, we both feels like we've both picked very poppy, very electro-pop tracks for further listening today. And it totally fits uh, if there was a different person behind those tracks. Uh, I, because I love the electro-pop feel to it. I do struggle to understand what's being said in a lot of that. Yes, I pulled the lyrics up on uh, a popular lyrics website, and I'm not entirely sure that it's the real lyrics. Maybe it is, but... Uh... Again, I think it adds to that demo thing. It feels like it's uh, maybe Simon was riffing. We're out of time. So that is all from our latest slice of Duran Duran. We hope you've enjoyed. Yes, do please let us know what you think to the episode and the album and the band and anything else at Track by Track UK. And if you have a moment, it'd be great to get a rating and a review. A positive one, please, on Apple Podcasts. Dan? Hmm? Can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up next on Track by Track? Next week, we are talking about a Eurovision legend and celebrating the 25th anniversary of this Eurovision anthem. I can't believe it's that long ago now. But uh, anyway, to say anything more would be to give it away. So, until next time, I've been Nina Hussein. And I've been the lovely Fiona Bruce. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, there's a, it's a new part of the podcast. It's um, Medical Corner. <laughs> so we will share our medical ailments uh, with you and you can uh, email in your ideas for solutions. They might so. then be able to sort out your bed sores as well. Which I'm pleased to say was before when both we were born. Or... Hang on, that's not a sentence of <laughs> words that make any sense. <laughs> oh dear. Nasty quite, quite grim. <coughs> Ooh. Might have to go and suck on something before we start. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs>